0: This is Talk Freight. Talk Freight. And this is Craig Bliss.
1: What is up, everybody? It is Craig. Today is Wednesday, but we are doing our Make More Money Mondays sponsored by truckstop.com today. And as a tongue twister there. And as always, Make More Money Mondays is sponsored by truckstop.com. No matter what hat you wear, truckstop.com has all the tools you need to manage loads and drive profits there. Sorry, it took a couple minutes to get on here. My Facebook uh, profile or whatever updated recently. Uh, it's kind of weird. I it looks totally different. I'm not even sure exactly how to <laughs> share this stuff without digging through it right now there. Um, but maybe I got it up in the group. I was trying to put it in my my group freight brokers and truck drivers, but I don't know. It, it's saying it failed, but I don't know. Anyways, tonight. We're actually bringing on a, uh, a friend and a frequent flyer, if you will, Corey from Bucker Hill Trucking. It's a Louisiana-based carrier. Uh, he's been on this show a few times, you know, at least. I like to bring him on because he is a carrier first, but also has a brokerage division inside of his uh, business there. So it's always great to get him on, get his perspective, you know, see how he's doing, see what his trucks are doing, but also get his tips and tricks because he is on the brokerage side. Um, and get his tips and tricks on how he gets rates and all that fun stuff. So I'm actually going to bring Corey, uh, from Bunker Hill trucking on out, and we're just going to get to it. Let me see. All right. (laughs) Oh man. Look at that. Hey, uh, social distancing. (laughs) Social distancing thing here in new Orleans. Oh, I see that. Hey Corey, how's it going with you? Hey, how's it going?
0: Hey, great to see you. Thank you for having me back.
1: Yeah, I definitely need to get one of those branded masks there that you got. That's pretty that's high it, speed there. That's
0: it. We uh we had someone put the put the logos on them, trying to be cute, you know. Yeah. And, and at the uh, at the docks.
1: Hey, I don't mean to set the bar real high, but my friend Doug here, uh, he needs you to tell him how to get rich. Cool. And so I don't I mean, mean to set the stand, you know, the bar too high there, but. <laughs> I,
0: I heard in trucking, I heard to to, to to make a million, it's really easy. You start with two. So if you can get that part, you got it.
1: Oh man, I love it. I I haven't heard that one, but you best believe I'm going to steal that one Uh, because it's true. Maybe not for everybody, maybe not for the Megas, but for us, you know, honest people in the industry. I guess to make a million in trucking, you really have to start with two because that's the only way it's going to (laughs) happen.
0: That's it. I I have no idea. I wish I knew the answer.
1: No, Uh, i share the information
0: with me, please.
1: Oh, yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. I know Doug's a great guy. He's a frequent flyer, if you will, too. Uh, I don't think anybody's flying there, so I don't want riding right. together, Doug. <laughs> good deal, good deal. But, yeah, I wanted to bring you on here, Corey, because I kind of want to talk uh, – I want to get the perspective from somebody who's on both sides. You know, I just mentioned, you know, you're a carrier first. You're on the carrier side. But you also have the Brookers division. And so you know how it is going out there, you know – Approaching these customers, getting these shippers, uh, you see the challenges on both sides. That's why I want to bring on Hewitt, bring you on here, and get your tips and tricks. Uh, but first, talk about what you're seeing on your trucking side during this COVID thing. How are you surviving out there? Uh, things are fine. Uh, I think
0: in the reefer, I'm in the reefer world exclusively. Sure. So in the reefer world, things are fine. I would say, I would say we're up. If if anything uh um, doing well. Yeah. I think I think other modes are also doing well right now from what I see or from what I statistics I read and different information and and uh it looks like the market's surprisingly up at this time of year. I think everyone's pretty shocked at that the, the way this thing has has all sure. come together through covid. And uh, I think we need to enjoy the ride, guys. I think we need to negotiate hard and get the most we can right now for our trucks. And as a broker, I would tell everybody, hey, it's not your job to set the price. The market sets itself. You know, your job is to find a truck and and, and make a fee. And that's it.
1: Right. I like
0: that. You're trying to control the price, you know, if the... if. If, if ten carriers call and they say fifteen hundred, the price is fifteen hundred. <laughs> so go back to your customer with seventeen and and close the deal. Oh man, I love you, it. You, you, you know what? It's it's got to it, it has to be like that today. This idea you're gonna as a broker hold hold a price. I can't. It, it doesn't right. work for me. Maybe if you're uh you have a, a eight million loads a year, if you close eight million loads a year, maybe you can control the prices.
1: Yeah, I'm but with I you. I can't yeah i'm with you there and i should have mentioned that because you yeah, are I smell that yeah you're right because you are a reefer carrier or a refrigerated carrier i know some people are weird about the reefer word there but a refrigerated carrier down there so it's great to hear that you're doing good you know doug he just mentioned that he's running flatbed and he's been killing it as there well you go. and there you, you know go. you're right it's been a few months of rocky raids but as i could see from the group. The rates haven't been all that bad, or they could have been worse. I should say, I'm going to use that word. They could have been worse. But in the last few weeks, I have been seeing an increase. And actually, my other friend Bill Hood, he just posted in his group, Rate Mastermind, uh, this morning, I believe, kind of pointing out that rates are increasing a bit, and carriers should use these price increases, you know, strengthen up their operation a little bit, go lean, don't go out there buying all these trucks. Instead, get out of debt. They kind sure. of for the road ahead. Sure. Yeah, because that, that's always name in the game. It's, you know, I always, you know, back in 2018 when rates were good, it was easy to buy a few trucks, but as you can see in 2019, 2020, I almost forgot what year it was, uh, it's a little bit more challenging, but it is great that rates are going up. Um, and I want to touch upon that point where you say, as a broker, the rate's what the market says. Because, you know, that's what I always believe. Not everybody admits to that, but I'm definitely with you. And you know, I think that's what makes you um a great broker down there because you're right the market does dictate rates right,
0: there it does if um
1: I, I le-
0: i'll tell you who i learned it from i learned it from sergeant and, and i learned it from sergeant some years back I, I post prices when i post a load i'm too small of an office to not post a price and field 40 phone calls i can't it's right. i don't have enough manpower so i have to post a price and it has to be a reasonable price to make the phone ring right uh if, if I have to talk to 40 truck drivers to cover one load, my price is wrong. Clearly my, my price is wrong. I, I, if I can't cover the load in the first couple phone calls, I need to reevaluate my price.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, you know, you're not the first one to tell me that you post a price up on there. You know, when I was brokering day to day, I like to post a price because I'm like you, you know, I'm a one man band here. You know, I don't want to field 50 phone calls, you know, try to negotiate nickel and diming. I wanted to find an honest carrier with an honest price, and that's kind of how I did it. And I think, or I know a lot of carriers probably respect you for that um, and appreciate you doing that because it not only helps you, it helps them because they can either say cheap not doing it or let's give Corey a call. Let's see what he's doing out there.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's, I used to think maybe I could build a relationship with carriers. That's something that's very hard to do long term. I, I feel. Yes, I'll, I've always had situations where me and a carrier will get onto a lane and stay on a lane for a period of time. But in my experience, uh over time something happens, something right. falls apart, the the day of the week changes, the
1: yeah, something
0: changes. I'm some little you. minor detail changes and knocks the whole deal apart and you got to start over. Of course, Nature of the business, I guess. Uh, that's why yeah. we keep doing it every morning. And, and, and if it was easy, any, everyone would do it. So right. that's why we, we, we put these lanes together and uh, try to run these trucks and make a few bucks.
1: Yep. Now, let me ask you, uh, let's go back to your broker side a little bit. Now, when you're posting these loads, what are the feedback you're getting from drivers? You know, you're posting uh, rates on the load. What kind of feedback? Are they saying it's too cheap? Are they hanging up on you? Are they saying this is a great rate? Tell me a little bit about that.
0: I would say right in the last two weeks, I've made more outbound calls than I've made definitely this year. Got it. I may even go as far as to say in the last two years. In the last few weeks, I've made more outbound as a broker trying to cover a load calls than I have this year. Got now, it. For me, it's been tough. Right. Uh, and uh, I feel like this is an opportunity for the carrier to make his money. Mm-hmm. You know, this this is the market is shifting. It's clearly shifting right now right. in front of your eye. I, I paid I paid out of Denver prices that for reefer Denver's always been cheap market coming out sure. of Denver. I, I, it's, it's over two bucks, that's for sure. Wow, wow! And uh, for me, and I I don't I, and I feel like that's uh, a time for the truck to play it smart, negotiate, maybe build some long term relationships yep. on lanes that are important to you. And, uh, my, my thing's always been called the customer. Right. So again, this is a, as a small carrier, this is a good time to go direct again, because prices are going up. You have an instant in, Hey, you're getting your face kicked in with buy yep. an extra six or 800 right now. I can, I can help. Exactly. Here I am. I'm 400 less.
1: Exactly.
0: That's always my position for a small carrier is find some direct
1: business. Right especially you know, the ones in your backyard and you hit it right there on yeah. the head there where you're Probably. saying, you know, I'm cheaper. You know, you're getting, as you put it, your face kicked in with these brokerage rates from, you know, TQL, CH, whomever um, go direct, go directly to me. We can make this partnership work uh, yeah. more long-term, not this back yeah. and forth. I have a truck It cancels all that baloney that you get with the, uh, with the megas out there. And you're right. With rates increasing right now, this is actually a chance for carriers or or truck drivers. I say carriers, but I'm talking about owner-ops, you know, all the guys. Me too. Yeah. Exactly. It's time for the trucker to recoup money that they, you know, that they lost, has been taken from this past, you know, it's August, you know, eight months. (laughs) At least eight months has been uh, just clawing at it. So it is great to see that, you know, you're getting... You know, price increase across the board. And I know I read another article today that tender rejections, I know how the West Coast is almost normal, but tender rejections are of course increasing across the board, especially in the in the West Coast. And that's apparent from what you're saying as a broker, you're making more outbound calls to find this capacity because they're not calling you. You know, they have other options, which is good for the truck driver, not so good for the brokerage in a lot of cases.
0: One's up for me, and for me, <laughs> one's always up and one's always down. So it feels good, and bad. it's always been like that. It's, it's yep. the yin and the yang, you know? It's just it's life on life's terms kind of thing for me. No, that's they what it get is. it one way or the other. I don't care.
1: No, that, that's what it is. Everybody, you know, not everybody, but in the case of you, you know, your business wins. You know, you have truck drivers. You know, you have your your brokerage side. So you have customers feeding um, from both sides of the industry, um. Really? There now. Let me ask you this: on your on your trucking side, how's the responses from your customers? I'm kind of curious if customers are thinking maybe they can get cheaper pricing going direct for a trucker, knowing you know brokers are increasing, or are they rolling with the punches and giving you more understanding the market how it is? Well, I don't think
0: they understand it. I don't think they ever like a price increase. Oh, uh, for the I- yeah. You know, I've, I've never had one say I'm going to try to go direct. However, uh, uh really, Craig, I think they've been getting away with cheap prices for years. I mean, anything under two dollars to me is is probably below market or below sure. where we should be in 2020.
1: Yeah.
0: For what a paycheck, what, what that trickles down to be for a paycheck for an owner operator. I see it every week. And um this is barely a correction.
1: Right. No, I mean, the,
0: the big scheme of things, this is barely a correction. You
1: know, no, I, I'm totally with you. And I call it, you call it a correction. I call it leveling out because there you go. Yeah, it's basically it's all leveling out. But what we're seeing here in a lot of cases, and I'm not saying rates are not going up because they are, but in a lot of cases, the rates that you're seeing now are actually lower than what we were looking at years ago. I know some people will argue that. But in 2020, with increases of, You know, just insurance alone, you know, added expenses, all this and that, the money's not there. You know, it's still the money's not there. The market's getting better, but the money is definitely not where it needs to be. And I know everybody says, don't chase the rate per mile and I am totally with you, but there comes a time where the rate per mile, at least on the head um, needs to be decent. Not just saying, oh, well, once you get to X, Y, and Z, you're going to make your money back. To me I've
0: never felt that way. I I've always felt the opposite. I want the big one. I want to take the good load to the bad location rather than take the bad load to the good location. That's always right. been my mentality. I can take another, you know, good load to another right. bad location. Right. I, right. Let's get the money first. Yeah. You know, it's always been my theory. Uh, yep. as a carrier.
1: Yeah, that's the age old thing at uh you know, I started at a mega brokerage when I was around 18 years old. I had zero experience before going in. So of course they molded me exactly how they wanted. And that was basically the biggest thing they teach you in training where you learn the different markets, learn the different areas across the maps. And you tell these truck drivers, look, you're going from, you know, uh, a shit location to a good location. This is why the rate's like this. Trust me on this. Here's a dollar twenty. That doesn't even right. make sense." Right. It, and, and then when you get to that there. other location, nothing's there.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, dollar eighty.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then you're really in the hole for that whole right. week There.
0: Hey, right. you lost the tire, and now you're you're two weeks behind. I mean, a tire's four or five hundred dollars. You know, don't lose right. it on the side of the road. Because now it's seven. That's exactly right. Hundred dollars. community really knows what a truck an owner operator is dealing with. I re- sometimes I as a carrier when i call a broker he has no idea what's really going on what these truckers are going on. man, i got right. a guy right this minute trying to go from dallas to uh somewhere in iowa overnight mm-hmm. you know yeah, i could i can't stay up for the next 12 hours and drive straight right. through. i mean that's, and then and then expect somebody to answer the phone and be coherent and, and polite the next day right you know these guys have a serious job and we need to treat it like that and give them I don't know. Give him some respect. You know, uh, you see an MC as as a broker. When you see when you pull carrier 411 and you see a 10 year MC with zero complaints, tell him that. Let him know, you know, you think you're giving away leverage is is the way a broker behaves. Right. Hey, man, let him know.
1: Yeah, I I like that because, you know, that does matter. And everybody, we all know every broker in this planet you know, judges everybody using the carrier 411, but they judge them when they see a mark. However, they're not judging them in a positive light when they see no marks with there an go. carrier for will. So I, I like yeah. that, you know? Sure. Yeah, they're definitely-
0: sure. it's, it's nice to hear that once in a while. It is, it is. You know? And I've used it, I've complimented a couple guys. I say, hey, oh, I see you got seven years, zero complaints, five units, man, that's fantastic. Oh, wow, thanks, no one's ever said
1: that. <laughs> Yeah. is 't amazing I mean we're all humans and you know other humans I notice it more in trucking more than anything you know is this industry yeah. we're the first to call out the bad okay sure but it's sure. uh it's like pulling teeth to just get a compliment you know almost I guess and we're all yeah. partners <laughs> that's what it is we're all partners we may be on two different sides of the equation here but at the end of the day we're all in trucking
0: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm reading Doug's poll, uh, Doug's uh, comment. He's absolutely right. You know, carriers don't have time to make 100 calls either. Same exact thing, Doug. You know, the, the pricing needs to be established ahead of time and you call on the lane you like, you you make two or three calls, you pick one and you and you go.
1: Yep. And
0: uh the, the the prices need to be fair because you're you're fighting a clock. I mean, you're right. fighting a uh, as a broker, we can't wait till two or three in the afternoon to fight over 50 or $75 on a price.
1: Of course. On a yeah. And that goes in, you know, uh, as uh, Doug mentions there, you know, make truck drivers don't have time to make a hundred phone calls, neither does, you know, a brokerage, especially like a one man band broker or freight agent there. Um, and so when you are making these phone calls, we, we touched on this a little bit briefly. But when we are making these phone calls, I can see it's very easy to get a little bit, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Negative, possibly, or maybe rushy over the phone, or not having the phone adequate. As a broker, are you seeing that from truck drivers, maybe?
0: Oh, absolutely. I see it every day. I think every broker in here would tell you uh, they get tired of just being hung up on. Yeah, I would say as a carrier guys it's short-sighted it's short-sighted to just hang up on the broker at least listen to at least let him get to the price before you hang up on him at least at least let him get the price out of his mouth because he might surprise you it, it may be something that will work uh i think we get in a as a carrier when you have a, a truck in a hot market you get real specific and you become real picky suddenly as a carrier you I know i'm in a hot market now and so i'm i'm super picky and i want this certain lane only so everybody that calls it's it's hey no 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 yeah you get into the mode. well you should hear some of these brokers out because they may surprise you sometimes you get a broker who will offer you uh i mean i do I'm it myself right? yeah,
1: yeah I'll
0: i have to 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 recruit a truck
1: Right. And, and I mean, out, we know? yeah, like I always say, you know, it's very simple in trucking negotiations. Truckers start high, brokers start low. The load moves right in the middle. And what you just said is exactly right, because you're right. We all know those brokers are going to start low. They're going to throw you out some crazy, stupid rate on a load. But the secret is, is just staying silent. You know, it's uh, keep wanting that load. <clears throat> Excuse me. Listen to that broker. Because he could surprise you, or she could surprise you with the rate you with the rate you need, or at least close to it. There, so I totally sure. agree with you there. Sure,
0: sure. And something something me and Craig spoke of earlier is, is something simple, guys. That uh, use silence to your advantage. Pause. Just just a long pause on the phone with the broker. He gets frustrated. He don't know what you're thinking. He is not sure what's going on. Uh, that may be your best negotiating tool. Is just a. 20 second pause, right, and then follow up with your answer. There that might go. give him enough time to think he doesn't have a truck. And suddenly, <laughs> your 1800 yeah. is starting to sound really good, <laughs> and and so that's all it took was that extra yeah. 15 seconds where he thought you were going to hang up and say no, right? So uh, sometimes just slow it down a little bit, control it. uh Okay, broker, what's your MC? What do you need my MC for? Oh, I'm going to check your credit. Uh, you, you know, and just you slow this whole thing down a little bit yeah. and, and take your time with it. And sometimes you'd be surprised. You get what you want.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, I, I call it getting back on a uh, a human level, not just as robotic stuff here. It's, you know, take it down a notch. And the reason why I like that strategy or that tip uh, about, you know, negotiating rates and potentially increase them is because it definitely works. And I think the science behind it is, the broker will feel awkward. If you guys are on the phone, I give you a rate, and then the carrier didn't say anything, I'm probably going to say, Well, what about 1800 bucks or whatever? And then the truck driver is saying, Well, I was thinking more of 1875 or 1900 That broker is probably going to be like, Send it. I'm sending it. <laughs> that's
0: it. What's your email? That's, that's that. next thing out of his mouth, is What's your email? Yeah. You know?
1: I, that's what right. it is. Yeah. 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 It's all a <laughs> simple fact it is it's a great tactic and i think a lot of it it's, on the broker. respectful yeah man
0: he stops you know
1: right i think a lot of it is on the broker side at least is kind of like the ego thing where they don't want to admit that you know the rate that the trucker came in with is a rate that they're going to sell it at you know it's an ego thing and so they just kind of quietly say hey what's your email or yeah you know what let's just let's just let's just do it you know that's, that's it
0: <laughs> that's me that's me as a broker <laughs> you no, know, that's me as a broker. Okay, look, I, you you got it. You're right. My my favorite thing is when the carrier calls and he quotes you exactly what you have quoted the customer.
1: You know that's the best. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, you know. Right yeah. So. And and that's good. But when that happens, when those types of uh, relationships get married together, if you will, the rate with a good load, that keeps both parties coming back. That keeps the broker going back to that carrier once they get that shipment again and vice versa. It gets that carrier, that truck driver to call that broker back when they're in, you know, Des Moines, Iowa, let's randomly say. There you go. Um, And they know that you were fair, honest, you know, wasn't much to it. And so it's, you know, it's for both parties there. um, You know, there and uh, Doug, real quick, I want to point out here, he put Landstar has had a huge lag in pay lately. I used to get paid from them in three or four days. Now 60 to 90 days. You think it's COVID related, question mark? You know, I'm not sure. I know 16, 90 days is a long time to get paid. I know not who I idea.
0: wouldn't be going a load for right now, Doug.
1: Yeah, that's, um, you know, Lansar I, I know a lot of people feel indifferent about them. I happen to like Lansar in certain aspects. Uh, I don't like Lansar as a broker all the time, but I think the company is a good idea. But when people are delayed to pay, I can only think of one thing. And that means cash broke and probably yeah. uh, racking up credit as they speak, really.
0: And that makes everybody nervous.
1: Oh, very nervous, especially in this economy right now. You know, the whole COVID thing, you know, i want to bring that back. Actually talking about slowing it down. You know, a lot of brokers, they're always wanting to vet these truck drivers when they call in, they want to know everything MC, mother's maiden name, almost, you know, everything about them. But the thing is we're in COVID. How can a truck driver trust a broker or what makes or why does a broker feel every truck driver should trust them when you're seeing issues like Doug just pointed out? Landstar, a huge, huge company, they're having issues paying. Why should why, why should truck drivers trust all brokers? Does it make sense?
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I know one thing. I still use a factoring company. Uh, I, Triumph, I've been with Triumph for 10 years and uh I don't hey, see guys. anything wrong. Hey, no, i no. your MC? Not that I've I, I, knocked on wood, never been burned. But uh, and, I, and sometimes I'll even take a smaller broker and try it. Right. You know, I've done that before where he, he where the factory company will not establish credit and I'll still do the load and I'll bill him under normal terms, 30 day terms,
1: and he pays. That's awesome. Uh,
0: but I know that's not always the case. I I know we've all heard horror stories from where carriers ran multiple loads for the same broker then to find out that he never gets paid.
1: Right. You you know, Corey, that is awesome what you just said that you, you know, give these uh, smaller brokerages a chance, you know, basically, because, you know, we all know uh, the last few years I've been doing a lot of logistics consulting, mainly brokerage startups at carriers, uh, mostly. Um, that being said, when we're starting up these brokerages, you know the owner of the trucking company realizes, you know, early on that a lot of a lot of carriers or truck drivers will not sign up under their brokerage because their factoring company does not trust them. But I can name at least a hundred, you know, different times where, <clears throat> excuse me, the carrier said exactly what you just said. Hey, look, we give you a chance. Let's do this. Twelve, fifteen hundred dollar load, whatever. You pay me asap. Once we get there you know, we can build a relationship. So it definitely benefits both parties there.
0: Let me say something, Craig. This this again opens up the higher paying load, okay? That broker that you're talking about, who has trouble getting credit, who there has trouble go. finding trucks is gonna pay a premium. So you may wanna give him a chance on one load for $1,200. And if he pays you, you give him another chance. And there that load that you used to pay, you used to get a thousand, now you're getting twelve. There we go. It's the same thing oh, again.
1: I like you, that. You know, with the small broker. Right. Hey,
0: look. Am I saying they're all perfect? No, of course not. You know, of but course it makes. Everyone's sure. got a horse I think, yeah, yes.
1: I think everybody's tracking. You know, uh, you know, with you because the same thing with on the broker side. You know, if a truck driver, maybe fresh, maybe three months, maybe six months or so. A lot of these brokerages won't even give them the time of the day. And so it's you know, it's refreshing to hear that these carriers are like, "Hey, look, let's start this relationship on a small 1,000 bucks, whatever it may be. Let's start building the relationship." But as you mentioned, you do factor which I see nothing wrong with factoring. I know sometimes factoring works with some operations and not the others. All the places I have worked at, I have to be honest, they all factor. Yeah. You know, it's uh maybe one or two had horror stories. But it's just, if it works for you, if it does, if it doesn't, great. But, you know, I, I like that security of it, to be honest.
0: I'd say we probably factor 30% of our work.
1: Wow. Okay. Good deal. So you still, that's not, you know, some do nearly everything or they won't accept the freight without doing it. But no. 30%, that's a very manageable and I think a very responsible, mark. you know, percentage, if you will, um, of the loads that you're having funded by a third party there.
0: And, and this is also coming from the fact that that's uh, usually it's the brokers who I factor, and it's the shippers who I invoice. So oh, that's kind of same thing for the trucks. My trucks are running seventy percent direct free, thirty percent off the load board. So nice. it's the same. It's the same equation because we're factoring the broker loads.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: particular reason, no. It's just it becomes it becomes cumbersome keeping up with the
1: paperwork. Sure. Sure. No, I can definitely see that. Man, that's 70%. Don't think I didn't hear that. 70% direct freight. That's sure. great. Yeah, I know some people, you know, they're around that, maybe above it, maybe under it. But the end goal, as we have talked about before, is the shipper or a great broker partner with that. And it sounds like you've got it right there, was only spending 30% on low board. Sure. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. It, but it, it's work. It's just like, of course, it's the same of course. thing. It, it's making those calls and calling customers and I finding yep. that are good fits for you in yep. my opinion that's the, the the biggest thing is finding one is i don't have out of my whole customer list which i don't want to show you uh <laughs> none of them are, are huge na- uh, multinational names or anything like that these are all smaller companies or, or even regional companies nice. manufacture whatever food product yeah and, and uh so we're we're, we're size compatible to right. some degree you know i'm not going after uh nabisco
1: right uh, right that, and you no, know
0: I, I can't I can't compete in that world
1: right and we we talked about that you know uh video early in the year last year about go to your backyard yes, if sir. you're a your fleet go to your backyard you shop if you go to the grocery store you're shopping with the warehouse manager warehouse supervisor the freight guy that's where i will go first and that's exactly what i did when i had sprinter vans cargo vans you know eight nine years ago whatever it was seven um but start in your backyard and it sounds like that's what exactly what you did to build these relationships to get you know to 70 percent direct freight there i can
0: i can remember one particular one where a, a referral gave me the phone number i called the guy and i said you know i'm a mile from you can i just come over and I hung up the phone, and I jumped in my truck, and I drove literally one mile. <laughs> and uh, I think I've done every load for him since. Wow! Yeah. Do you see you it is And it just one. I, you're the first one that's ever shown up. Wow! You know? You know, I'm the first broker that's ever shown up. You know, well, you're in my backyard. I mean, it's, it yep. doesn't have to be that complicated
1: like this. Of course, of course not. Yeah, and especially from a shipper. You know, everybody knows I used to work at a shipper, the largest one being Archer Daniels Midland back in the back in the day there. Uh, And that's what it is. You get so used working out a shipper of fielding phone calls, you know, taking a sales call from brokers. You don't even know what the guy looks like. If they even guy or if it's a woman, you don't even know because you never put the name to the face, you know? And so it's, uh, again, refreshing when here comes either a broker or even a truck driver into a shipper and say, hey, look, I'm the guy with the truck or I'm the guy who has access to the trucks. I can move your freight. Again, human to human contact there. Um, it kind of brings it back to how trucking started, face to face, you know, exactly. relationship driven. Yeah, yes, handshakes, exactly. The handshake right. agreement there.
0: All my drivers, I have business cards for all of them. It's a business card. It's their name, their phone number on the front, and mine on wow. the back. that is and, and cool. They're ten bucks or twenty. I mean, they're they're cheap. Right, right. Penny, you Hit know,
1: the print dime a dozen. You know, yeah, yes, yeah,
0: exactly. Yes. You know? uh, let, here, give them out. I'll give them all out. Right please. And yep. uh, leave them anywhere. <laughs> you know, just, we want it to be seen. Exactly. T-shirts. I mean,
1: hats. Mask. You know,
0: I mean, <laughs> right. You just, you, you want, you want them to see your name. You want, you want to, to, want to, to, to see to that the driver
1: me. is professional. The representative sure. of, their, of their freight is professional. And I have to tell you, the last carrier I worked at pretty large um, or medium size, I guess, 150 trucks, depending on who's asking. You know that's how they got right. That's how they got a few of their customers because exactly what you just said is how what they did for their drivers. They all had branded shirts, they had hats, they had the business cards, and they went anywhere local around the Phoenix area within a hundred miles. They came and suited up the truck driver, talked to the dock workers, not necessarily solicit freight, but to get them familiar with them, the company, see the man who just delivered the stuff. It all works. Yeah. You know that's what it is. Yeah, Yeah, yeah man, and Doug, yeah, Doug just mentioned again, he asked, um, how are the brokers affected now? Was 300, 400 new brokerage applications a week coming in? You know, I, 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 yeah, I have to say, you know, Doug, uh, those numbers, I don't know if they're more or less than what they were last year, but when I was doing a lot of consulting and freight agent trainings, we used to look up or pull these numbers to kind of take a look of your competition and way out there. The number's always been high. The thing is, a lot of these people, when they go out and get a brokerage uh, MC number, a lot of them don't know what they're getting. And I hate saying that, but a lot of them, you know, want to be a dispatcher or a freight agent, and they got trained wrong or paid for training, and they went out, bought an MC number, and they never do anything with it. So a lot of those numbers are inflated or kind of fluffed up a bit, but I'm with you. But I don't think it affects a lot of the people, as Corey mentioned, a lot of people don't use newer authorities in the industry or at least it's much harder to you know get more um, to use new authorities no matter what side you're on there and so great question there and so now i have to ask you uh the million dollar question here from your personal experience last you know eight months since this COVID thing has started and where the market is now How do you think this year is going to finish off, you know, considering your trucking and brokerage experience you have?
0: I would think that we're going to finish off strong on the asset side. I feel like the truck, the the rates are going to stay up. But if another round of a complete shutdown happens, uh, right? I mean, who knows what's going to happen? But the way things are going right this minute, we're on an up. Right. The, 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 The scale is headed up, which is great for the truck. And this is unusual. Think think about this. Usually, when the rates are up, fuel is up. Right now, rates are up and fuel is down. Right. So, so this is a, a perfect time. But what will happen is everybody will buy a second, third, fourth, or uh, fifth truck.
1: Oh, God.
0: And, and, and then the, the opposite effect again. So, it's just, in my opinion,
1: three year cycle.
0: You know, it yep. goes up. Everybody buys a second, third, fourth truck, goes back down, sell off the truck, goes back down.
1: Right. And now are you saying truck drivers should not go out and start buying a whole new fleet because rates are going up just slightly right now?
0: No, I'm saying they absolutely <laughs> should not. They should pay off their truck and their trailer yeah. and then pay off their house before they buy oh, anything.
1: That yeah. is a great idea. I, yeah, I, I, uh, I won't agree with I that because we all know this little trucking industries like this and right now while we're out that up, let's start saving those pennies, pay off everything we can. <clears throat> because absolutely. if one thing is for sure, The market's going to go down again before it goes right back up and kind of repeat itself there.
0: And and we've been watching this trend. I've been in this business a little over 10 years, and I've seen this trend three or four times. I remember 13 was good. You know, 13 was good. Somewhere around 15 was good. 18 was great. Here we are again. So, uh, and then the lulls lulls in between when we get down to a dollar a mile, I'm running... You know, I, I see it. I'm running 800 mile trips for a thousand bucks and carriers are, are, are calling back to back to take the cheap load. That's yeah. That's all. I, that hasn't happened in three months I, I, now.
1: I'm with you. Yeah. But it's good. Like I said, for your carrier side, for your trucking side, it's getting better there. You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's getting better. So you can't win them both, Corey. You can't have your no. broker killing it. You can't have your trucking company killing it. No. Uh, But the good news is at least one side is doing you know good and i'm glad to see you you know still here after this COVID mess i do know personally some truck drivers who are unable to survive during the COVID for obvious reasons um just like doug is saying again he wonders how many companies have went out of business in the last few months doug i know a lot of freight agents who just can't afford the small commissions they're getting because they're not moving freight i know truck drivers who decide to sell their equipment go back home, you know, work in a warehouse or do some local work because they can't afford it. So you're right. A lot of people are going out of business, but not all of them. And that's the good news is people, you know, like Bunker Hill Trucking out of Louisiana, as Corey mentioned, he they're doing good. They are a reefer carrier, but they are doing good. You know, they're rolling with what they're preparing for the road ahead and they're not going out to buy trucks. Instead, they're paying off and maintaining what they have to again continue and prepare for the road ahead, so I definitely like that.
0: Thank you, thank you, and I think others should be doing the same. I, everyone got their their EIDL money. If you got your EIDL money, pay off your truck and your trailer. That's what that money is for.
1: Yes, it is. Yep, yeah. use it, use it, use it. I mean, you know, however you have to do it, use it. I know. Um, we. I'm sure everybody read it. There's a guy who got his little loan and bought a Lamborghini. Now he's in jail. I don't think uh, that was the smartest move.
0: Did he post it on Facebook?
1: (laughs) He probably did. People probably like, how does this truck driver a Lamborghini? And that's what the federal government asked too. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but good deal, Corey. I'm glad you and I got the chat here. I know it's been some time here. I've been wanting to do one of these, you know, carrier slash brokerage perspectives. um, Because it's, it's great to know, you know, when you talk to a broker, uh you know they don't have a lot to say you talk to a truck driver a lot of times they're saying well it can be better of course it can be better if i like talking to you, you get a fair honest unbiased opinion if you will because it's neutral on both sides um, of the industry there and so definitely glad you came on here and definitely glad you, see you surviving and not only that thriving out there in the trucking industry and i hope everybody else takes your tips tricks and resources you just provided to do just that within their own operation
0: Well, thank you, Craig. I appreciate you having me on here every time. I enjoy it. Uh, Anybody want to speak to me directly, call me 504-273-9211. I am looking for owner-operators based in the southeast, Uh, reefer guys, old-school guys, you know, 10-plus years experience is really what I need. Uh, They're out there still.
1: There we go. If
0: you still still exist, give me a call. We'd love to have you. (laughs)
1: Yeah, if you're and, uh, an over operator you looking again. for a good home, yes.
0: Go, yes. To yes. to go, there. go to Corey. Yeah, please.
1: Go to Corey. It's right it. there.
0: That's it. Yeah. i lo- 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 love to have you.
1: Bunker Hill Trucking right there. So, Corey, I appreciate it. And once the video posts, go ahead and drop your information in the comments so people can just, you know, click, see your Facebook page, see your website. I got your banner up there so they can see BunkerHillTrucking.com. Um, we're good. Oh, your mask. There you go.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Practice that social di- distancing and I will see you later, Corey. You take care.
0: All right. Thank you, man. See you later. All right. Bye, Craig. All
1: right. That was good. And I have to put up, Doug just said, I get, when I get my check, I'm buying a shack next to Craig out in God's country. You know what, Doug? That's what I named that little piece of land. I guess it's five acres. So little, I suppose. uh But that's what it is. It is God's country. You know, it's, uh, That's what it is. I almost wish I can just live in a shack instead of the house (laughs) there. But, uh, hey, I appreciate it, Mark. I appreciate it, Mark. Hope you're doing well. I know it's been some time last time I saw you. Um, Hope you're doing well and surviving and thriving. As always, Doug, I appreciate your support. As always, I hope you're surviving and thriving, you and your family as well. And everybody else, remember, say no to Cheap Freight remain professional and let's figure out ways to make more money in 2020 because we don't have very many months left and as Corey said take this time to prepare for the future because we all know rates are going up a little bit right now use it to your advantage if you got one of those loans from Uncle Sam use it (laughs) pay off your stuff start you know thriving in this economy Because we don't know if it's going to get worse. I just know. I hope it gets better. Because right now, we are seeing positive times. Hopefully, it stays there. Until next time, I will see you guys uh, next Monday on the next Make More Money Monday, sponsored by truckstop.com. I'll see you later.